Success is elusive, but it doesn't have to be. This is Limitless Belief, a weekly podcast where we discover the principles of success by those who use them well. Be encouraged, be inspired, be limitless. Right, so welcome everyone to the Limitless Belief Podcast. I'm your host, Frederick Tobert, and I'm very excited to be with you all. Um, whether you're at home, at the gym, in your car, or taking public transportation, you know, we appreciate you spending some time with us today. Uh, this podcast is all about creating a community where people can come, come learn, share, and grow from the examples and stories of individuals who have overcome limiting beliefs. And that's why I'm so excited about our guest today. Um, I believe she represents what we would love to see more of in the world, which is people going for it, you know, people just going for it, going for their dreams, in spite of things not being perfect, in spite of everything not being in place. And our guest today, Lisa Greer, is, I believe, a representation of just that. She's also the host of the ASL Prime podcast, a platform uh, that she created to inspire women to be passionate about what they believe in, real about who they are, intelligent without arrogance or reticence, motivated to achieve their goals and effectual in making it happen. And um, for those of you who don't know, ASIL stands for, it's pronounced as ASIL, and it's her name, Lisa, spelled backwards. <laughs> and a lot of, a lot of us, we, we're probably uh, wondering what the, the, the acronym PRIME stands for. I'm going to definitely you know, get into that in, in a second. Um, but you started, I know you started this podcast in January of 20, 2019 as a way for you to share your experiences at work, at love, mm -hmm. relationships, and self-realization with other women. You wanted, you wanted to share these experiences with other women in hopes that it would be reciprocated and that other women will be able to share their pearls of wisdom with you as well. And um, I, well, first and foremost, Lisa, just welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming on. How are you doing today? Thank you. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me. It's my pleasure. Appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. And you have a great memory. You got all of that right about ASL Prime. I'm impressed. ASL Prime, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you know, we take this stuff serious and limit, limitlessly. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, you know, just, just for the listeners, who, you know, before we get into any of your story, you know, what, what does the uh, Prime and ASL Prime stand for? What does the acronym Prime stand for? So the acronym Prime stands for Passionate real, intelligent, motivated, and effectual. So when I was trying to come up with a business name, I first started with what do I want to represent as a woman, as a company, as a podcast, what am I about? Right. So I had to really give that some thought. And then I thought, okay, these are the things that mean a lot to me. This is what I want to represent. This is the kind of content that I want to put out. So yeah. I had some all-nighters and I came up with prime and then I thought, well, prime, what, what goes with it? And I'm like, your name backwards. Wow. Asel okay. Prime. Asel Prime. Had, had, had you um, ever used your name backwards in any other context or did it just come to you as a result of the process you were going through to develop the podcast? Personally, I had used Asel a lot but it okay. was on a personal level, you know, if I'm okay. playing a joke on my mom and I sign a card, I would sign it ASL. That was my little 
signature, if you will, okay. or okay. <laughs> maybe I created a junk email and called it ASL. But then I thought, let's let's use that because yeah. it, it helps me to be a little bit original, at least in the name that I use. And it, yeah. it helps me to come up with something different. Yeah, it's definitely di different. And um I'm working with the young with a group right now and one of the things that we've um we discovered about our group is that we wanted to be innovative uh but we didn't want to be too like technical about it you know uh and that we we discovered that there's innovation and simplicity and um you know something something I like, like that. that yeah that's the switch the turning the name around that's is innovative and it's and it's creative yeah. but it didn't it didn't have to be like this this you know big thing you know <laughs> but yeah. it's still it's still sometimes it's still, we overdo it sometimes we overdo it right um the pearls of wisdom you know i i thought that i thought that that was really really interesting i think i've heard of heard that before but you know now that i have someone on the web on the uh podcast with me that uses this word in, in the context of, the, of their podcast where did you where did the word the term pearls of wisdom come from and, and what does that mean to you what does that mean for you <clears throat> Well, I would say a string of pearls is 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 something um, precious. Right. It's it's something that's passed down from generation to generation. Even the physical string of pearls. You know, when I was graduating from high school, my grandmother gave me her string of pearls to wear <laughs> to one of my events, and you know, it was right. something that she kept in the drawer behind everything. And then I heard the term pearls of wisdom when older people impart their wisdom upon you so i thought okay that's where i inherited and absorbed the concept and the term pearls of wisdom wisdom is is valuable it's precious you share it you grow it so okay. i use pearls of wisdom to share knowledge wow. and to share wisdom and hopefully get that back from others wow i like that i like that's that is really cool you're innovating <laughs> I'm trying. Is, I, I really I really like it I really like it um so yeah thank you for you know thank you for the clarity you know um as far as the podcast is concerned um I, I really it really provides some context and it really makes you know what you're doing uh that much more better you know and um I'm, I'm definitely I definitely want to get more into the podcast as we uh get into our conversation but uh just for the sake of you know the journey um I would love to start at the beginning you know, and take it back to the beginning and where did things, and, and just try to figure out, you know, where did things begin for Lisa Greer? And, uh, you know, take us, take the, the audience back to where did your life journey begin? Okay, so, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> long story short, I, okay. I grew up um, tinkering with things. So um, we all figured out, oh, she's creative, but she's good at math. Okay. So I started um, being in, in technical fields, if you will, like okay. in high school and college. Um, I was in engineering and computer science, and then my master's was or is in information systems. So to kind of make that long, long story short, yeah. I gravitated towards technical things. but as I navigated through high school, college, career, and jobs, I realized that there weren't a lot of people who looked like me in that arena. Okay. 
there, there weren't a lot of black people in general, right. and there weren't a lot of women. Okay. So now that I'm, I'm, I'm getting some pearls of wisdom, I'm adding to my string of pearls, so to speak. <laughs> I'm thinking, right. okay, what do I do with what I've learned on my job, what I've learned in relationships or just in general, what have I learned quite a bit over the years? What do I do with it? Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of took me back to a scripture where there were these three men. I think that one was given one talent, one mm-hmm. was given three, one was given five. Yep. And the one with the three and the five, they went and did something with their gifts and turned it into something bigger, better, more, whatever. The Most one value. with the one, mm-hmm. he buried his in the ground right. and God cursed him for it. So yes. I thought, I, I don't want to end up like that. Whatever it is I think my gifts are, how, how do I share them? Mm-hmm. What do I do with them? Yeah. Uh, so I thought about putting a voice to it. Let okay. me start by telling people, other women, what I've learned. And so I kept thinking about how I would do that. And I don't really like to be seen. So I I don't do a lot of videos (laughs) and pictures. I could start by using my voice. Yeah, definitely. Fast forward to today um, or 2019 is when I started um, the ASL Prime show. Wow. Yeah, that's I mean, that's 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 really amazing. And that's one of my favorite uh parables in the bible as well the the um the the parable of the talent um i think it's a lot of wisdom in that in that story and uh it makes me think about uh one of my favorite motivational speakers les brown he said one time yeah he's really awesome he he talks about how like the 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 richest place in the world isn't like the stock market or anything like anything like that It's, it's the graveyard right because it's you know all these people are are dying or passing away with all the good stuff still in them. You know, they never, they never took a chance. They never got it out. They never, they it left, you know, somebody probably had to cure cancer it with, within them, you know, and uh, they, uh-huh. yeah, they're gone. They're gone now. So, so yeah, I, I definitely res- that, that resonates with me as well. Uh, were there any uh, early influences that began to kind of like shape your, your character and your beliefs uh, that, that kind of maybe, um, led to you becoming who you are today? Like, was there, were there any experiences or people who may have, um, uh, certainly you? my parents, my parents okay. and, and my, my godparents. Okay. Um, they were always telling me shoot for the moon. If you don't make it, you'll at least be amongst the stars. You know, my <laughs> mom would say that to me yeah, right. a lot. And, you know, she would tell me just, you know, go to school, get an education. Um, you're going to need it. She used to tell me, and this was even before college, like you need to get some additional education, do something with this big brain that you have. She (laughs) would say, because you're going to need a degree just to flip burgers. And mind you, this is early days. So this was before the internet was really booming. And, you know, we had all of these social media influencers, but I still think it helped me a lot. It shaped me a lot. It gave me an experience that I probably otherwise would not have gotten. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And um, yeah, I mean, that's really big. When you were a young woman, uh, what were some of the things you dreamt, you dreamed about becoming when you were an adult? Because, uh, you know, you're, I know you're, you say you're in the um, IT field now, but what, what were some of your aspirations? You know, when you're young, you want to do anything, everything. 
Uh, what were some of those uh, weird, aspirations? Though. Yeah. It, it's so weird to look back on from then to now, because when I was a little girl, I didn't see many examples of what I could be. Okay. It's, it's so, so weird. I had no idea. I didn't have a lot of um, examples. Right. So when I remember in elementary school, they were asking everybody, you know, like teachers typically do, what do you want to be when you grow up? I mm. literally did not know what to say. I said, I want to be a secretary ah, because okay. I, I didn't know back then I could be something else. I, had, I hadn't seen much. So I, I didn't, aside from on TV and, you know, I, how real is that when you're a mm -hmm. child? Maybe it's really real. Maybe it's all fictional. So right. I had no idea that I could be anything other than, you know, basic things, you know, and I don't mean basic to be insulting, but my aspirations weren't that lofty. They weren't big. I just like, well, shoot, I'm a girl. I don't know what I can be. Right. Okay. Which and is a little bit sad and a little bit unfortunate, but that's yeah. what it was. That's what yeah. I thought back then. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the name of the podcast is Limitless Belief. And, you know, one of the big things, you know, I, I would love to try to extract from every conversation is, you know, when, when faced with a limited belief, whether it was internal, external, um, what were some of the things that began to help you turn the corner on that, on that particular belief um, where, where you started to actually see other possibilities for yourself? I would say when I went to college, Okay. I saw people in my age group who had these big lofty dreams and aspirations and they were getting co-ops with, you know, jobs and internships and right. the light bulb started to come on then like, oh, I can do some something like that. I, I can yeah. be that or I can go after that. So it started in college. Okay. And then when I got my first job, it's like, oh, I have money. <laughs> and not that I was going to run out and spend it all, but it, it kind of made me think, well, I could make more money or I could. It gave me a target. If, if I'm at this level now, maybe mm -hmm. I could be. Uh, I don't know, a senior analyst or senior developer, maybe I could get to be a manager someday or whatever. Right. So it gave me at least um, a tra trajectory, like a point of, of reference. And, right. and from my reference point, I could aim for something bigger, something greater. Gotcha. For sure. You felt like it, it, you started to just gain confidence along the way, like with each little success. Kind yeah, of, like, okay, yeah. okay, I, I can do this. I, I got this. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, it wasn't as easy as I thought, but yeah, that's where it started. That's where it started, for sure. Um, so, Lisa, what, what was the, this is kind of a loaded question. Um, what was like, what, what was the most important thing you think you've learned? Uh, we, can, we can say just in general in life, but maybe let's say up to that point where you started to make that transition. What was the most important thing, thing you think you've learned? Um, and what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after learning it? I would say despite my flaws or, or shortcomings that I, I, can make some, I can make it happen. Yeah. 
And, and I, that doesn't mean 100% success, but that means despite, let me just backtrack a little. I think women are very self-critical. We okay. criticize ourselves very quickly, oftentimes. Right. But even in, in spite of that and, and whatever it is I didn't get in my experiences or my education, yeah. I'm still very capable. So right. that was a, a big lesson learned for me. For sure. For sure. And because I did go through that phase of I don't think I can do it. I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm smart enough. I don't have enough degrees. I don't have enough experience. Yeah. And then something just kind of started to develop in me to go, okay, if you put that aside, because some of that's doubt, what can you really do? Right. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's a major hurdle, you know, that absolutely that that thing that we say to ourselves in the mirror <laughs> that nobody else is really saying something maybe somebody's saying it but not not as many people as you know you would think where it would become like this big truth um and i've struggled with that as well um with that being like a hurdle that you personally faced um and you you had that mind shift that that you, that shift in, my, in in your operating system you know how, how what was that process like for you uh to 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 be able to kind of like switch your thinking as it pertains to your, yourself and you know your self-worth and things of that nature. How, how did that happen for you? Um, I'm still working on it. I'm, I'm a work in progress, like most people. But um, I would have these ups and downs. You know, one, one week I'm like, all right, I got this, I could do it. Next week, I don't know, it was my mindset or I saw something on TV or somebody said something to me at work or something happened and I go, what are you thinking? You mm-hmm. cannot do this. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have it. And I'm thinking, what's up with the up and down, up and down? So I started journaling. Okay. Like what I'm feeling, but almost more importantly, um, why I'm feeling it. Okay. So why, why, why am I feeling this? And it, it took some time. Like I had to drill down where, why, you know, like a, a little kid, well, why, why, why? I had right. to just keep going until I got to what I thought was a root cause. Where did some of this come from? And right. it, some of it was painful, but it helped me to discover hmm. why I'm wired the way I am and think about some things that I could do to sort of fix it. Okay, for sure. That Have you ever heard of the, uh, it's a website uh, called Seven Levels Deep? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah, I've, yeah. I've used that in the same context. <laughs> yeah. I've referenced that too. They keep yeah. asking myself why until I, I couldn't get to another level. And, and, you know, then you discover other things and other things. And then mm-hmm. you realize, and then you, you just look at people in general and you go, man, I'm not as bad off as I thought or, we are all in this together in a sense because we all have issues you right the point is to keep living to keep growing and see how many issues you can overcome yeah for sure and and you you, you've getting you've gotten a lot better at that just over time you know just like oh just with your process yeah the journal i I mean i still have my ups and downs sometimes but i think i'm i'm quicker to to reevaluate okay wait stop lisa Mm-hmm. Was that really ne- negative thinking? Was that just 
pure doubt? Yeah. If it is, how do you fix it? What are you going to do about it? How are you right. going to get back up? Right, right. I like that. The um, I had read one time. Um, I was I was mentoring uh, two two young men. There's an organization in Chicago called the Emergent Leaders Initiative, and uh, it's a faith based organization. And the the big grand purpose of it is to help more people live uh, life to the fullest. John ten ten. And um, one of the things that we, um, you know, we, we take them through this 26 week process and it's a mentor mentee type of a, a deal. And uh, what the young men, they were, they were having uh, some problems turning the information that they were gaining into actual action. And, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, um, you know, it's just the way it is, you know, we don't, we've never really developed the process to do that. You know, we know how to do, you know, like our schoolwork and stuff like that, but some of the practical things that we know we should be doing that we, you know, that if we do them in our mind, we know like this might actually be helpful. There's something that stops us from, from doing it. Um, and one of the things I was drilling down was I think the reason that is, is because maybe we just don't know how to do it. Maybe there's no process in place. And I found something uh, that I thought was I thought it was practical, and it was like this four-step process. And it was like information in itself isn't powerful, but if you put it into action, it can become powerful. You know, just information to stand alone is just is just information, is power, is just words. So the first step was, you know, you got to ask yourself a question: uh, how how can I use this information? You know, and it activates like the intellectual part of your brain, the creative part of your brain, where you're thinking about a way to use that that information that you now have. The second question was, why must I use it? Right. And uh, now it's, it's, it's talking about the heart part, you know, it's the, the emotional aspect of it. That's the thing that's probably going to get you out of bed in the morning. That's the thing that's going to push you forward, propel you forward. And then the last thing, the third thing was, um, when will I use it? And the when part of course is like, Hey, if it's not on your calendar, it's not really real. Right. Like you gotta, you uh-huh. gotta, you gotta put a deadline on something. You have to put, something there to say you know so so that way you're not just sitting on it um and, and the fourth and final thing was if you can use the use those first three things and really learn how to do it the fourth thing was how can i teach other people how to do exactly just that which not only helps them but it's going to help you too because if you could teach something you learned it you know and you learn it even more and uh if, if it wound up being a pretty good process good. Yeah, yeah. What you think about that? <laughs> uh, I like that a lot. If if you can teach it, you've learned it. Yeah, if you teach, oh, you learn it. I'm gonna hold on to that. <laughs> I mean, in a sense, it seems so in your face, common yeah. sense. But at the same time, no, because yeah. if you can't teach it, you don't know it well enough. You don't know it well Makes enough, sense. right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. I like, like that. Like I couldn't teach statistics. I got an A in it, but I wouldn't teach it. <laughs> 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 yeah, I know, you know about those two. I took the class, but don't ask me to explain it. <laughs> right, right. Like finite math and stuff like that. I'm like, ooh, I got an A out this class, but if they ask me to teach it, mm-mm-mm. They, you know. Yeah, not gonna happen. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what what are um what are some of your top strengths? Like uh let's say like your top two strengths. What what would you say your top two strengths are? Oh, I'm glad I, I rehearsed and I thought about this because sometimes okay. it's hard to see yourself. Yeah. My, it was hard for me to figure out what my strengths were. I really could not see them. I had to pay attention to what other people said about me. 
and yeah. then go back and, and really evaluate and think, okay, do you agree with that? Okay. Um, the one thing that I do know about myself without input from others is that I'm creative. Creative. Okay. So, you know, coming up with Acel Prime, creating my own logo and um, people always asking me to design things, you know, processes, systems, graphics, yeah. databases. Yeah. So I'm creative, right? especially in the digital sense. For sure. And then I would say another one is um, sort of around planning and strategy. Planning and strategy. Okay. I'm always planning and organizing and strategizing. Okay, here's our whole bowl of whatever it is. How do I make sense of it? How do I put it together so that other people can figure out what's in the bowl? What's right. the order of what goes in the bowl? What's what comes out after the fact? What's what are the results? Where do you yeah. start? What do you want to get out of it? So right. those are, um, I would say, a couple of my strengths. When when you're operating within those, let's say those two strengths uh, specifically, do you feel do you feel very empowered? Like oh, I'm in the zone. Yeah. You're in the zone. Yeah. Once, um, once I get it going, I'm like all right, this yeah. is it. Okay. I'm, I'm in the zone. Don't bother me. I'm 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 you know I'm about to produce something. Right, right. How, how do you how do you think the uh, the creativity, the planning, and the strategy strength? How has it, or how how do you think it plays into your limitlessness, or how has it played into your limitlessness in the past when when you know when you've done things? I would say that because I'm I, I'm I'm a strategy kind of person. I'm a strategist. I'm I'm planning. I'm thinking. Yeah. Even if I don't have a final outcome, it really helps me think things through. Okay. So if I, I want to go accomplish something or I'm, I want to take my business to the next level, which I haven't done yet. Okay. But because I'm a planner, it helps me to think about, okay, well, where is your next point? Right. How do you get there? Will, what will you need to get there? Right. Who do you need to help you? What other resources do you have? So it helps me to start to think about, okay, I'm I'm here wherever you are here, right? Like the map. Yeah. How do I get to the next step? Okay. So because I'm I'm a planning, organizing, um, strategy kind of person, that helps me to think about, okay, so then I take all of that and go say, like, what can you do now? Because sometimes okay. I get into analysis paralysis. Yeah. So I, I stop at some point and go, what can you do now? Gotcha. Gotcha. So that it helps you to break down those barriers because you can kind of, you can plan for it yep. or plan or plan past it, so to speak. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that's, the, that's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why I ask that is because um, I mean, the people that I've been interviewing for the podcast, it seems to me that everyone, they're using one or two of their strengths to help them become limitless, you know, in a sense, like I have, um, I have a few guys that I interviewed, uh, they had one of the two of their, one of their top strengths is competitiveness, like comp competition. And, you know, based on where they started and based on where they are, where they are now, you know, you can see traces of how competition helped propel them from where they were to where they are now. And how it's like, you know, in the right environment, uh, if you're able to cultivate and live into your strength, you know, you can become 
you know, God knows what, <laughs> you know, you can really become limitless. And uh, I think you just gave a great example again of how, you know, we can use our strengths to become, you know, limitless in, in a sense, you know, in the practical sense of the way of the word. So uh, that's, that's really awesome. <laughs> Have you ever thought about it that way? Uh, not until you asked me, but okay. <laughs> of course it, it makes sense. And I think that sometimes I'll use a corporate example. Sometimes okay bosses whoever they are they are trying to fit around a square peg into a round hole meaning they have a, a job for someone to do yeah and sometimes they will put a person in that role without looking at well is this person good for this role right is it where they're strongest and so if they're not of course they're evaluated on what was missed what you need to improve on and what you need to do better and all those right. things right as opposed to thinking well really you would really be a better fit over here because this is where you're really strong so i think sometimes mm. people try to to make you get better at your weaknesses mm -hmm. instead of enhancing and growing your strengths wow yeah that's 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 really profound actually I think I, I think about that too. You know how like why not build on what's already what what already has a great foundation. <laughs> yeah. And then you're at work, kind of just like, Ugh, let me go do this because yeah. you're not getting any fulfillment. You're not getting any enjoyment. It's just it's a paycheck, and uh, you know yeah. we all need paychecks. So yeah, for sure. But to to be able to do something that you you like or that you thrive in, like all right yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got this that that helps your job not become the daily grind for sure for sure at least i think so no that's i mean i i i think i think so as well i'm pretty sure a lot of the people that's going to listen to this podcast probably feels the same way um you know now that we're talking about work you know one of the questions i did have for you is um i know i know you're in the it field but what do you what do you do for work currently um i do software process and strategy software in the process. nutshell okay yeah so what i do is I'm, I'm a part of a team and we do a lot of metrics there's lots of reporting processes yeah. and workflows okay so i do an assessment of of all of these processes or lack of processes I put together a process that the whole team can follow or that the whole department can follow. Wow. Um, or I do process improvement. So this is taking a long time to get from A to C. Yeah. Let, let me figure out what's happening so I can improve that and then actually draw out some kind of process or workflow or whatever it is to say, okay, here's how I think we can get this done faster, better, whatever. And then I do training to support that. Okay. And then when it comes to metrics, how are we performing? Right. Where are the bottlenecks or why is this piece costing this much, but this piece only costs this much? And what, what right. does senior management want to see? So I try to make sense of all these different parts and put them together so that our team can benefit from it. We can get better. We can also show others who depend on what we're doing 
this is how you should do it, or this is how it really works, and this is what yeah. you get out of it. And then that top layer is, okay, senior management, here's what we're doing, here's why, here's how much it costs, and here's what we plan to do next. Okay. That sounds like a great job. <laughs> uh, thank you, I think. <laughs> no, no, for real, it does sound like a great job. It sounds very, sounds like no, it's no all day. around IT, though. Okay. No, no two days are the same, right? Like, uh, is that is that kind really. of thing? I'm, I'm, my team is working on something, or I'm designing something. I'm developing a new strategy, a new yeah. process. Right. So it's it's still me being creative. It's still me being strategic. It's still wow. me planning something. So you're in your sweet spot. <laughs> kind of sort of yeah yeah <laughs> the yeah. problem is though when you do this and you know people who have other strengths they're like how did you do this can you show me how you did this it, it's hard to show somebody how you operate in your gifts whatever sure. they are because they're your gifts right. i i cannot teach you how to be creative wow. i i can kind of teach you how to plan maybe yeah but some gifts, like I don't think someone could teach me how to be competitive. You could teach me what it means to be competitive. You right. could show me an example of it, but I don't think you could really teach me to do it the way you do it if that's right. your gift, because that's natural for you. Yeah, for sure. It's not natural for me. Right. Um, I I really like that because you know I was have, did you watch the uh, Last Dance documentary the Chicago Bulls on the yes on yes you I'm did? still watching some of it yeah but I I didn't think it would be that interesting but I mean I literally got out the popcorn like wow Man, who I knew know. so good yeah it's so, so it good. was yeah the, it's so I good was like this is really really good because. On the surface, you just go, oh yeah, that's MJ. You know, he was on top. He was the man. <laughs> right. You don't see the struggle and and all of what he went mm. through behind the yeah. scenes. You just yeah. see him making those shots. Yeah, you do. You do. And yeah. it, it, it's so many life lessons in the documentary too. Um, you know, it may it, when you were talking, it made me think about it because you like you said you you can't teach someone how to you know, maximize your gift in them you know you can own you know it's your gift and uh michael jordan had this competitive gift you know that a lot of people in the nba just didn't have maybe one or two did but especially nobody nobody on his team had it and he his competitiveness you know in the context of that team took that team to another to another level you know along with everybody else's you know respective gift that they were able to live into. And it's like, you know, if you want to be like really, really great, do it in the context of a team, you know, don't try to be what you're not, you know, if you're not the competitive, super competitive person, let the super competitive person right. be who he is and you be whoever you are and let's go win a championship, you know? So <laughs> is that, is that kind of like the environment in the uh, IT department? Um, I would say yes. Uh, well, there are two pieces. Some of it is, um, you were taught to develop something or maybe you're a database administrator or you you're some kind of architect okay um some of that definitely is learned you you can be taught but the creativity behind it comes from you 
Okay. I could write code oh. to do to make some kind of program and it could be great. But yeah. you could ask a, another person to write code. The code is completely different. The structure of it is different. And maybe wow. even the outcome is different because my creativity is different from your creativity. So I can't I teach you what's natural for me. It's almost hard for me to explain it because it's kind of like making coffee, right? I use that as an example. So okay. I, if I make coffee every day, at some point it becomes a habit. Yeah. But if I have to tell a five-year-old how to make it, I'm struggling. Right. Because they're five. They don't have that innate skill right. yet. They first, what is, oh, that's the coffee maker? Where does the water go? Um, what about the coffee? Oh man, I didn't tell them to put a filter in there because it's natural for me. I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's like, it's like giving directions. Like I'm the type of person that I'm going to figure out how to get places, but I cannot for the life of me tell you how to get there. Like <laughs> in any way I can say like, you know, it's a McDonald's on the corner and you know, a, a right. Block when you see that right. sign, <laughs> And, but you have people who right off the rip can say, well, actually, it's west of this. And if you go two and a right. half miles here and then you go north, I got to get my GPS out north. Right. right. Which way is From that? Where? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's that's very interesting. Um, yeah, that's that's really cool. And, you know, I, I appreciate that. You know, it's something that I've been really looking into a lot, you know, strengths and, uh, you know, how strengths in the context of team and. Uh, you know, these conversations really kind of help, uh, you know, make that more real for me where, you know, instead of playing hero ball, which is another sports analogy, uh, which is something I, I've done a lot in the past, you know, just just trying to do everything. You know, it's a lot better when you do it in the context of a team, you know, and it, it turns out better. You know, the experience is better. It's less stressful and things like that. So. So, yeah, that's that's really that's that's really awesome. Um, so I want to kind of transition, you know, you know, we, we talked about, you know, some of the things in, you know, in the early stages, you know, your college experience, how that kind of really helped, you know, shape and kind of change the trajectory for you a little bit. Uh, didn't really get into the early parts of your career, but, uh, you know, where you are now, um, just listen to your podcast, you know, I see it as a, a very, it's, it's an experience unto itself outside of just the professional side of it. There are some things within that experience where, um, you wanted to kind of use your voice to kind of speak out on some of these issues. And I was listening to your podcast and, um, you know, you have some great topics that you, that you're talking about. Uh, some of them, I wrote them down, uh, breaking free of fear, uh, becoming your own boss, putting yourself on a discount rack, um, afraid of greatness, minimizing words, uh, hiding behind a desk, right. It's something that I'm, I'm really, I'm really interested in, you know, hearing more about, um, and I think one of the underlying, uh, one of the underlying uh, messages that you're trying to convey with the hiding behind the desk is that you're, you're, you're sabotaging your career, so to speak. And Absolutely. yeah, so how, you know, let's just, let's just start with hiding behind the desk. You know, where, where did the inspiration for that particular conversation come from? Was it an experience that you had yourself in your career or at this current job, or was it something that maybe you live vicariously through someone else? You experienced it vicariously through someone else? Actually, it was from my own experience, you know, was, so okay. I, I told you earlier, I was doing journaling, you know, yeah. and, and that could take you down all kinds of roads, right? right? Why, why am I here? Why am I not there? Why am I not further along? And 
sometimes when you really look in the mirror, I mean, honestly, that, that place that almost kind of hurts, some of where you are and why you are there is because of you. Okay. So I, I realized that I was always hiding. When, when I went to meetings, I sat in the back. When it was time yeah. to do a presentation, I kind of helped and, and would say, well, you know, some, this person could speak or maybe you should do it. I was always like, just give me my, my cue, my desk, my office in, in the back, in yeah. the basement, under the stairs. Give me right. my Wi-Fi, VPN and some chocolate. <laughs> give me all my <laughs> stuff and I'm yeah. good. But I yeah. thought about it. If, if you're always hiding, no one ever sees who you are. Right. So they can't put a face with a name and a name with the work. All they know is they throw some work over a wall and then poof, after a while, oh, we got a solution. You know, we've got a solution, we've got a product, whatever. But yeah. they don't see you. Okay. So how will they even know who you are or who to even consider when it comes to promotion if they don't see you? Right. And yeah. and word of mouth, you know, your network is your your net worth, so go. to speak. Yeah. If if nobody knows you, nobody's mentioning your name, nobody's talking you up. How can you really, really grow in your career if you're always hiding behind your desk or your computer or whatever it is? Right. And I realized that is part of the reason why I'm not further along. It was me. Okay. So ASO Prime is about this journey of, of discovery. And as I discover things and learn things and grow from them, mm -hmm. I'm putting it out there so that maybe other women can grow and learn yeah. from, from it, whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. Are you, um, and I think, I think, you know, that service to others, that's, that's, I really love that, you know, and that's something that, that I, I believe in as well. Are you utilizing this information uh, to prepare yourself for it as well? Um, you know, like we maybe five minutes ago, we talked about the how, why, and when. Um, are, are you using this information and putting it into your process to prepare yourself for it as well? Uh, yes. So yeah. what I started to do is speak up more, first of all, okay. at work. Okay. If awesome. I had ideas, I spoke on it more or... If it was an opportunity to present to, you know, skip level people, okay, yeah. I'm doing it. I'm nervous, but I'm yeah. doing it. Okay. <laughs> and how, how does that make you feel? Is it, is it, is it like draining or is it empowering? Uh, how, how does it feel to start? I don't want to put a name on it. I always say limitless. How does it feel to exercise your limitlessness? But, you know, what would you call it and how does it make you feel? I would say I am an introvert by nature. So a lot of this speaking up and being more vocal and visible and all that stuff, that's yeah. to me, that's for extra extroverts. So <laughs> it's draining for me sometimes like, oh, yeah. I need a nap now. Like I, I'm tired just right. mentally. It's stressful. But okay. at the same time, when it's over, I feel such a sense of accomplishment, wow. self self-accomplishment and just purpose within myself. Like I can do this. I do have more to contribute. I am wow. a valuable person. So at the end of the day, it's very, very beneficial, but it's yeah. getting through it, standing up in front of the 
podium, the camera, the screen, the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so scary and unnerving. Does it get better over time? Like with every every passing uh moment it, it or every time you do better. it? It does. Okay. Yeah, it <laughs> I still get a little nervous, but I'm like, okay, you are yeah. a planner. Put your stuff together. You practice it. You you know some things to do and and not to do. Yeah. Do that and do it authentically, and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. Wow. And if you messed up, lessons learned. Don't be so hard on yourself. But you got this. Yeah, but I have sure. to do that self talk. You got this. You can do this. Yeah, definitely. Are are do you listen? So I, you kind of reacted a little bit when I when I mentioned Les Brown. Are there any? Um, other like motivational, inspirational techniques that you use outside of the oh, journaling? Man. Yeah. I have a list. <laughs> uh, Les Brown, of course, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Okay. Um, my pastor, Brene Brown. Yeah there, are, yeah. there are quite a few others that um, I listen to. I've read their books. Yeah. I'm definitely... Um, in self-help mode. So as I'm helping myself, yeah. I'm trying to help others, especially Absolutely. other women, because I yeah. speak, of course, from a woman's perspective. Woman's so perspective, right. That's, yeah. I'm on this journey and I'm trying to take others with me. I'm trying to help others as I help me. Along the way. Yep. You're, uh, you're learning it and you're teaching it <laughs> at the same yeah, time. Yeah, right? I guess. Wow, yeah. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, that's yeah, that's so cool. In a way, I feel like you're living into that process that how I win and teach somebody else. You know, uh, it's just I don't know who this guy was, but he just put he just put this he put words into it. But I think it, it seems to me that that's that's kind of like what you're doing. You know, just like it's just playing out that way, and uh, it's really really I'm, cool. <laughs> thank you, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, like, who would listen to me? Mm-hmm. You've got all these professional people out there, you know, like, you know, the 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 professionals, those who are established. Why would anybody listen to me? So that yeah. was a big hurdle too. I had to step over that, or maybe not step over it, but step through it. I'm afraid and I'm nervous and I don't have enough confidence right now, but I'm gonna do this anyway. I'm gonna step I'm gonna through do it anyway. Here, I'm gonna do wow. it anyway. Wow, and it's never that bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't as bad. Like my first couple of podcasts, it was just me, right? So I'm right. I'm I'm at home with my, you know, mic, and it was just me. And I was so scared. I mean, I had to record that first five minute intro five yeah. or six times because I'm like, oh, I'm being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I kept going, and then I had my first guest, and I was nervous all over again, like. Oh my gosh, I have a guest. Okay, all right, you can do this. Yeah. And then once you do it, it's like, oh, okay, it wasn't so bad. Okay, I've got this. Yeah. It takes work, it takes practice. For sure. I would say, and it takes courage to be afraid and still do it. And still do it, yeah. I heard you mention uh, T.D. Jakes, uh, which, who's somebody I follow. And uh, he's one thing I heard him say one time is that the, the real battle is in your mind. You say your mind is a battleground. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, it's like, if you can whip that thing into shape, you can like, you can do anything. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> words have never been said. A lot of what goes on with me has, has been in my mind. Yeah. And some of that, though, 
the, the show you really quickly how powerful that is. What's in your mind translates to your body. So if I think I can't do it, then that's when the hands start to tremble or you get the sweaty yeah. palms or your knees are knocking or yeah. you got butterflies in your stomach because yeah. your mind is saying you can't do it and your body reacts to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the episodes you had uh, putting yourself on a discount rack, you named these three things, uh, ways in which, you know, we the first thing was you know ways in which we, we discount ourselves, uh, why you mark yourself down, why you mark yourself down in the first place. And then third thing you talked about was how to uh, possibly stop moving yourself down and see your value. But in that first one, uh, ways in which we discount ourselves, you talked about you know, someone, you know, uh, looking for an opportunity, a job opportunity. And before they even apply for it, they're saying to themselves, I'm not going to get this. I don't have a degree. I'm not this. I'm not that. I probably won't get it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. The self-deprecation and have that limiting belief. Uh, you, you actually say limiting belief. And I was like, Oh, look at that. You know, uh, you know how, before you even walk through the door, you basically just, uh, you just basically sabotage yourself, you know, for the opportunity. And it's going to show in your body language. It's going to show in the way that you answer questions and things of that nature. And um, I thought that that was really, I thought that that was a, that's a, that's something that more people need to hear um, that, you know, the battle is in your mind, you know, it's like, yeah, you don't have the degree. Yeah. You don't have this. Yeah. You don't have that, but you know, you're still a person that has value and uh, you know, let's, let's focus on that and let's bring that to the table. And that might, that might be enough. Actually, that is enough in, in most cases, you know, <laughs> it's your creativity. Um, but where did that come from? Like how did that particular episode, you know, I would just love to get some more insight and context, from, you know, as far as, you know, where that came from. Discount, right? Well, because yeah. it came from me thinking about, well, I'm not quite good enough for that. So I'm going to shoot lower. Yeah. I'm not quite qualified to get this salary, so maybe I'll take a job where down here that'll pay me less. Right. Um, maybe I'm not I'm not gonna get the guy that I want, so I'll accept the one that's just kind of looking my way. Okay. So just with all of these different experiences and and things that women think, I'm like, why do we discount ourselves? Why? Are we always going, yeah, no, I'm down here. No, I'm, I'm really not. I'm really worth this. You, mm-hmm. You're making a, a fantastic, I don't know, I'm making something up now, cake. And mm-hmm. you go, yeah, it's not really worth $20. I'll sell it for seven. Yeah. It's, it's like we, you always discount yourself. And I'm not saying we need to ask for, you know, top dollar all the time. In your heart of hearts, if you do some research and some analysis, there I go again with my research and analysis and That's your planning, yep. you you can figure out where you need to be. But we are quick to say what we're not worth, what we can't do, where yeah. we should be, and, you know, towards the back of the line. Just stop with that. Yeah. Right. You're, it's okay. And, or I'm not, I'm not pretty enough. I'm, I'm not slim enough. Stop. And the reason I can say stop is because I did it to myself all the time. I still have to tell myself, Lisa, stop. Right. Stop. Yeah, for sure. The is there is there a spiritual component to uh, your process of uh, overcoming some of these limiting beliefs? Absolutely. Yeah, there definitely is. Um, Okay. 
I, I, I am a true believer and, and definitely a Christian. And when, when, when I'm not good enough, I rely on God's word who says it, where it says I'm good enough. Yeah. When I think I can't make it, I can't do it. I, I can't face this. Yeah. The word tells me that I can because okay. God is with me. Right. So I, I hold on to that when I when I can't seem to hold on to anything else. Absolutely. When I'm just beside myself and I, I don't know if I can make it, I, I have to go there. Absolutely. Yeah, I share that with you. And uh and and in the toughest time in my life, um, it was a it was a verse in the Bible in Hebrews. Uh, that really truly helped me get through it. It was uh, Hebrews 12 verse 11. Um, it talks about how for the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, um, but later it yields a peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who've been trained by it. And that 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 verse right there really gave me the context that I needed uh, to kind of continue forward. You know, because in the midst of the struggle and the pain, it felt like I was the only one going through it. That this was never going to end that it was just happening to me for no reason sometimes, you know, you just kind of go through this process. And, you know, what I learned from that point was that, that this was, a, this, that this had to happen if I was going to yeah. make that transition, if I was going to reinvent myself and, you know, come out on the other end, that the hard thing is actually the easy thing. And the easy thing was actually the hard thing, you know, because, uh, the reason why I was there in the first place was I was doing what was easy up until that point. And it got to that point where I was like, I need a change. <laughs> you know. And when you're forced, to, when you're forced to make that change, that's, it becomes a little bit harder, but yeah, I mean, that really resonates with me too. Uh, the word definitely, you know, it gives and you. And where does easy get you? If you think about it, where does easy get you? If you always do easy to me, more than likely you always be mediocre. More than likely, more than likely, yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. Um, so I only, I know, I just want to be very respectful of your time, Lisa. I think that uh, you know, you this has been an amazing conversation, and I just had a couple more questions for you. Um, sure. and thank you, for, thank you for everything you've shared thus far, and uh, you know, there's there was so much more I wanted to talk to you about, but maybe we can always get you to come back. <laughs> and I maybe feel like we can I'm, do another one. We yeah, can certainly but, do another. One. That would be like, great. It's like a reoccurring thing for me in my podcast. Like maybe, maybe <laughs> <can> come back. <laughs> I'm oh, working right. on it. I'm working on it. Um, but yeah, just the, the last couple I questions. Support I support you. Have. I support you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You see, podcast stated right. podcast unite. Um, <laughs> uh, how, how do you how do you define success? Ooh, well, success is, I think, personally achieving that which brings you joy. It's it's not, um, how can I say this? It's not always money. Uh, certainly it's it's personal accomplishment, but sometimes when, when I accomplish something just as a personal accomplishment, just to say I got over the fear yeah, I I walked through this scary thing and I made it, or yeah. I I was in a, a tough environment and I survived. Those things are what I would call being successful. Yeah, 
yeah overcoming like a fear hurdles yeah yeah for sure yeah when when i have when i'm as i get to a place where i'm i'm more at peace with myself yeah i am more okay with me flaws and all yeah that's success to absolutely. me absolutely yeah because some of that stuff is is fleeting some of it fades yeah some you know most of those things are not permanent but if you can get to a point where you're good with you i'm always achieving don't get me wrong i'm always trying to figure out what my next uh accomplishment is going to be what am i going to conquer or do next but when yeah. you have that point where you're like you know what you're okay you're not so bad yeah then to me that's a personal level of success absolutely yeah, I think I think that's amazing. That's amazing, and and I'm, I would imagine you landed on that as a result of your journey. You know, it's probably yeah, I'm, I'm getting so I, I'm getting to that point. Like, okay, I'm not totally weird. I'm not no <laughs> a total oddball. I've always thought I did this short little video called um, "I'm Not the Elephant in the Room." Okay, because I had this little light bulb. Like, I, I'm not really the elephant in the room. Right. I'm, I'm a boy. I'm a black woman standing on the shoulders of other black women. I'm a black woman supporting others. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. For more episodes just like this one, be sure to subscribe to Limitless Belief wherever you get your podcast. And remember, knowing means nothing until you apply it. So get going, get growing. And I'll see you on the other side of limitless.